We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have like a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Uncontested Post Game Podcast. This is your host, Jacob, a.k.a. Thunder Mob. I don't know how the hell I'm supposed to follow that up, man. Like, are you serious? I'm sitting here. It's uh, it's midnight. It's technically Friday now. I'm uh, I'm at my little podcast station in a in a Harry Potter uh, snuggie, trying to figure out how I'm supposed to follow up that game. Are you serious? Like, Thunder drop one in San Antonio, three game losing streak, one fifty four to one forty seven. In arguably one of the craziest Thunder games I have ever watched. Like, I don't even know where to start, man. Um, Thunder spent majority of this game playing from behind, right? Spurs start the game 14 of 14 from the three-point line, which is just stupid. The broadcast, I was watching the, the Fox Sports Oklahoma broadcast, mentioned that a team had not started 14 of 14 from the three-point line since 1996. I was six years old then. Uh, that, w- that was that was a little bit of time ago, man. Spurs end up going 16 of 19 from three, 84%. Um, they're the best percentage shooting three-point team in the league. Uh, they're, they're not an 84% three-point shooting team in the league. That's for damn sure. But they go 84% from the three-point line, 56% from the field, uh, which was good for 154 points in a double overtime game. Um, Just insane. Just absolutely insane. 
Um, you got to hand it to the Thunder, though. Even though it's a loss and moral victories are, like, stupid, they never backed down. They kept fighting. They they kept trying to claw their way back in. In the fourth quarter, I thought the bench unit, the, the makeshift bench unit, really put some stuff together and, and did some really good things for this team. I thought Abd- Abdul Nader... You know, like we even we forget like he even got minutes tonight, you know. But Abdul Nader played a played a pretty solid game in that fourth quarter. He had two great drive and finishes, um, and then that Hamadou Diallo actually I thought played really good defense on Demar Derozan. And Russ comes back in, and then PG and Adams come back in in that fourth quarter, and the Thunder get it to a tie game with six and a half minutes to go, and it's looking like. They've got a shot to uh, to pull this thing off, but uh, a, a timely injury to Stephen Adams and some highly questionable whistles and non-whistles uh, get the Spurs the win. You know the the Thunder were playing really well. Lamarcus Aldridge uh, went off, fifty-six points, twenty of thirty-three from the field, sixteen of sixteen from the free throw line. But Steven Adams tweaks his ankle, leaves the game. Uh, Jeremy Grant, I love Jeremy Grant to death. He's just too undersized to guard Aldridge. Aldridge kind of got his way for a while there. The Thunder were throwing doubles that way, trying to get the ball out of his hands, trying to deny it. Uh, Steven ends up coming back in the first overtime, uh, makes some, some great plays. But some questionable calls down the stretch. Like, was there really 0.3 seconds left on the clock at the end of the first overtime? Because it really looked like it was 0.6. Um, was it really a foul on Jeremy Grant that got him his sixth foul on the block on LaMarcus Aldridge? Because it looked a lot like all ball. Um, was it really a foul before the inbound on Terrence Ferguson? Because the ref didn't call the foul before the inbound. Uh, I don't want to complain about refs on this podcast because there's there's way too many things to talk about not related to officiating. But I thought that was a big part of the game too. You know, it was uh, it was pretty significant. The biggest thing in the game though is just that the the Spurs were like flamethrower hot from from three, and Lamarcus Aldridge had a career night. The Spurs have an insane night from the three point line. And it still goes double overtime with the Thunder there right at the very end. Uh, I think that bodes well for Oklahoma City going into the game on Saturday night. Because I don't think the Spurs can replicate 84% from the three-point line and 56 points from LaMarcus Aldridge. And if you limit those two things, I think the Thunder win tonight uh, pretty handily. Right? They they out-rebounded the Spurs 49-43. to uh, offensive rebounds was fourteen to five. The Thunder had uh, forced seventeen Spurs turnovers, got twenty points off of it. The Thunder beat the Spurs in fast break points, twenty-five to twenty. Beat them in points in the paint, sixty-four to fifty-two. Um, so, some good things from the Thunder tonight. Obviously, you want them to come away with a win from those good game from those good things. Uh, didn't happen. But so let's talk about a couple of players, uh, some overall thoughts, and uh, and get out of here because we got to run this thing back. We got to run this thing back in less than two days. Uh, first off, you guys know if you listen to the podcast or follow me on Twitter, 
that I am the the chief, the the captain, the the president of the Terrence Ferguson fan club. Uh, no more slanders allowed. Dude started four of five or five of six from three. Ends the night seven of twelve, or sorry, seven of ten from the three point line. Um, was just absolutely cooking. That stroke looks good, and if he can continue to shoot the ball well, that is a absolutely enormous development for the Thunder. If they can get Ferguson, you know, four or five looks from three a game, and he can continue to shoot well. Before tonight, he was at, I think, 32 or 33% on the season. Uh, after tonight, because of his, his low attempts on the season, after tonight, that's probably up in like the 35 percentage now. Um, if Ferguson can can play the style of defense that he is playing, which is, um, I think, borderline elite, and then shoot the ball 36% from three, and man, his confidence is sky high right now. You could just see the way he was playing. His confidence was through the roof. If he can be a 36% three-point shooter, 37% three-point shooter, and play that level of defense, um, I don't mean to be rude to an injured guy, but Andre Robertson doesn't have a spot on this team anymore. Uh, that's that's just the truth of it. Like, would you rather have the 20-year-old who's shooting great from three and playing lockdown defense and has so much in front of him or the 26-year-old who is coming off a torn patellar tendon and then two setbacks who cannot hit a shot to save his life and may never be 100% again. I, I, I think, to me, that one's pretty obvious. Terrence Ferguson, absolutely enormous night. Uh, we have to talk about Jeremy Grant as well. Only one of five from the three-point line. The, the, that three, though, was huge. 10 of 20 from the field. Career-high 25 points for Grant. 25 points, 12 rebounds, uh, only one assist. It's actually kind of surprising, man. Um, all the players that recorded an assist on the team uh, had one. George had one. Grant had one. Adams had one. Patterson had one. Diallo had one. Schroeder had four. We'll talk about Schroeder. Let's just talk about Schroeder now. 36 minutes, 5 of 14. Uh, 14 points on 14 shots, four assists, two rebounds. He's been bad. He was really bad in the first half. I thought he settled in a little bit and played a little bit better. Um, not great, but better. And the Thunder really need him to get going uh, for this team to to be good. But we got to talk about the stat line of the night because this is absurd. Russell Westbrook, 24 points on 11 of 22 shooting, 50%. Two of five from the free throw line. He can. You you hope you start shooting a little bit better there. Thirteen rebounds. Twenty four assists. The dude went twenty four, twenty four, and thirteen. That is absurd. I don't think I've ever seen Westbrook play under control at the level he did tonight. I think the play that summed up Westbrook's night tonight was down the stretch in regulation. He got an offensive rebound, dribbled out, turned around, and had a wide-open three-pointer on the wing, and he loves that wing three-pointer. And he started to line it up, 
and then he fired a cross-court pass to the other wing to an open Terrence Ferguson who had the hot hand, and Ferguson buried it. I don't know if I've ever seen Russ turn that shot down unless it's for like a, a wide-open person in the, in the lane for a dunk. He turned the shot down to the 20-year-old to let him shoot because he knew he was hot. 24 assists. Russ was dropping dimes in the lane, getting Steven Adams open dunks and little hook shots. He was penetrating and kicking out and finding his shooters. Russ isn't going to get 24 assists every night, but if he can play with that sort of patience and under control like that and looking to set up his guys, Russ had both the assists on those Abdul Nader drives for buckets in the fourth quarter. If Russ can play like that, man, this team is dangerous offensively, like dangerous offensively. It's really, really good, really good. Uh, th- that's just an absolutely crazy stat line from Russell Westbrook. Russ, we all, it's well documented, the, the shooting struggles, the, the on-again, off-again kind of nights for Russell Westbrook. Last season, Russ was struggling for a while. And it was a triple overtime game in Philly that the Thunder won where Russ kind of got his swag back. And he just kind of got it going. And after that, it was back to old Russ, just just dominating. Well, this was a loss, but it was a double overtime game in San Antonio where it seemed like Russ started getting his swag back going again. And I'm, I'm just curious, like moving forward, is this game going to be the, the Philly game of last year for him? Is this the game where he, he really just started feeling it? And, I mean, because you could tell he was just kind of in a groove tonight. He was in his bag. And so I, I wonder if this is, this is last year's Philly game for him. So it'll be interesting to like kind of see how he plays over the next week or so because uh, if Russ gets it going, this team's in really, really good shape. Tough loss, though, man. Tough loss. There's so many storylines here. Uh, you know, Paul George, 30 points. Five, uh, sorry, no, uh, three of seven from the three-point line. Uh, you know, Steven Adams, 19 points, only seven rebounds. Uh, man, he he had his hands full with LaMarcus Aldridge tonight. I thought another really big stat line on the other side of the table, though, was DeMar DeRozan. 16 points in 50 minutes, 7 of 22 from the field. It's like 30%. I thought Paul George did an exceptional job on DeRozan tonight. Uh, I mean, you you can't ask for for a better defensive performance than that. Uh, Going into Saturday's matchup against San Antonio, what the Thunder have to do is what, what got the Thunder in the hole early tonight and was, was the big problem, the kind of the catalyst, was in that first quarter, late in that first quarter, three straight turnovers in a row that led to three straight Marco Bellinelli threes in a row. And that just kind of got the, the Spurs, just, just kind of got it rolling, right? If the Thunder can limit that kind of stuff, I think they have a really good shot to win on, on Saturday. Now, Steven Adams tweaked his ankle. Is he going to be okay to go Saturday? That's going to be a huge development. Nerland's Noel is not going to be available to go on Saturday. He's on concussion protocol, so 
it's going to be a week or two for Nerland's Noel. Alex Abrenas has been seen around the facility at home games. He was actually at the, the shoot-around the other night before the Wolves game. So maybe he's getting closer to getting back. That would be a big development for this team if, if Alex Abrenas can go. So Saturday's game is going to be interesting. Uh, but the way I look at it is the Spurs had to have a, a career night from LaMarcus Aldridge, and they had to have a, an extremely rare three-point performance, 85% from the three-point line, to get OKC into double overtime. So I don't know if the Spurs can replicate that and if the Thunder can do the, the, things, that, the, the things that they can replicate, the defense, uh, the passing, the, the, the guys like, uh, like Schroeder needs to step up, but the guys like Ferguson stepping up. If the Thunder can get those things going, I think they have a really good shot to win Saturday night, and they're probably pissed off because they've dropped three in a row. However, Rudy Gay may be good to go on, on Saturday as well. That would obviously provide a, a, a different dynamic as well. So, God, I, I don't feel like I'm doing this game any justice. This game was incredible. This game was insane. It felt like it lasted like 10 freaking hours. Just... It was just bonkers, man. It was a fun game. I was kind of pissed off at the end, but it was a fun game. I asked for Twitter questions. The only Twitter questions you guys sent me were, um, why do the refs hate us? Why do the refs hate us? And then why do the refs hate us? Uh, I, I don't know if I have an answer for that. You know, I thought there were some questionable calls in that Timberwolves game. Thought there were definitely some questionable calls tonight. Um, some really questionable calls tonight. It's kind of frustrating. It felt like every time they went to the review, nothing went in the Thunder's favor. Uh, I did not think that ball hit the rim. I thought it was a shot clock violation for the Spurs. They end up getting the ball back. I mean, it, it led to a missed shot anyways, but I thought that was a bad call. I thought the Paul George three and then the foul and Steven Adams should have been an and one. Uh, I thought Westbrook rebounded the ball with 0.7 or 0.6 seconds left on the clock, not 0.3, which would have allowed enough time for a catch and shoot rather than trying to tip the ball in. Uh, that could have been big. Could have just ended it in the first overtime. I thought Jeremy Grant got clearly fouled on the Derek White block that they gave him, but then when Grant clearly gets all ball on the other end, he fouls out. Just some bad whistles, some bad breaks. Um, you'd hope eventually that's going to balance out for the Thunder, but no promises, you know. We we, we just we don't know. Um, I've been going for about 20 minutes here. Let's go ahead and, and get out of here. Again, the Thunder drop double overtime game in San Antonio, 147 to 154. But uh, not enough, not enough. They're going to run it back in two days, Saturday night. Spurs are in Oklahoma City. Thunder on a three-game skid. It's about time they got back in the win column. It seemed like they got back kind of back to their identity tonight a little bit. I mean, you got to at least be happy that they, they scratched and clawed and fought their way back into it. So we will, uh, we will run the Spurs game back. 
come uh, come two nights from now. And then the Thunder next week will have Atlanta, the Lakers, and Philly. You got to hope they start uh, start rattling off some wins because that schedule uh, and those standings are, are getting pretty close. Thunder are a half game up on the four seed. So hopefully they can get it back together. You guys take it easy. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Friday. And as always, Thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.